I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Welcome to Thoughts from Meharry Head, the podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 157 of Thoughts from Meharry Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about George Washington's foreign policy. So the situation in the Middle East has dominated the headlines over the last week, Um, understandably since the Hamas attack on Israel, and then we had the Israeli response. And, you know, a lot of people stand with Israel, and some people stand with Palestine. I just want to be clear from the start that I don't stand with either side. Not my circus, not my monkeys. Now, If you really look at things objectively, there's plenty of blame to go around. The way I see it, there are millions of people suffering today because of evil decisions by evil people in power on both sides of this conflict. Now, I do think it's important to remember that nothing happens in a vacuum, right? People tend to view events in isolation like, whoa, Hamas just woke up this morning and attacked Israel for no reason. This conflict has been going on for decades, I mean, centuries, thousands of years even, if you really want to get down to it. So, just taking this little piece of that history in isolation, you can't make sense out of it. It's the same with the situation in Ukraine. You know, we tend to look at it, oh, Russia invaded Ukraine. Well, there's a lot of things that happened in the past that set that up. And that's not to say that... Russia was justified in invading Ukraine, or Hamas was justified in in its attacks and the brutality. It's only to say that there are two sides to every issue, and there is a Palestinian perspective that I think is 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 somewhat legitimate, just as there is an Israeli perspective that is probably somewhat legitimate. So the real question for for us and most of my listeners are here in the United States. The question is, how should the United States respond? Well, if we followed the foreign policy of George Washington, and honestly, most others in the founding generation, we wouldn't. We would not respond. Now, I know this is not a popular position. In fact, I'm sure that there are people who are angry with me right now because I said that. And it's kind of funny because I remember when Ron Paul was running for president. And the mantra that I heard a lot from Republicans, and I was among those, I mean, this was my position as well, is that I really like this Ron Paul guy, except for his foreign policy. And the ironic thing is that Ron Paul's worldview, by and large, reflected the worldview of the founding generation, an emphasis on liberty, decentralization, and minimizing government power. Now, today, I 
assume the mantra would be, you know, I like that George Washington, but man, don't like his foreign policy. Because his foreign policy was decidedly non-interventionist. So let's look at it, because he laid it out very clearly in his farewell speech. And I'll actually link to the whole farewell speech in the show notes, so you can actually read the whole thing. But I'm just going to summarize some of the key points. What was the foreign policy that George Washington was recommending as he left office? I can sum it up this way, but out. That was his foreign policy in a nutshell. In his farewell speech, he implored the country to, quote, observe good faith and justice towards all nations, cultivate peace and harmony with all. Not just some of the nations, all of them. He went on to say that the U.S. should exclude permanent, inveterate antipathies against particular nations and passionate attachments for others. In other words, don't pick sides. Don't favor these countries and then declare these countries enemies. That was a problem. So, why not? Why was Washington recommending this? Well, he said the nation which indulges towards another a habitual hatred or a habitual fondness is in some degree a slave. It is a slave to its animosity or to its affection, either of which is sufficient to lead it astray from its duty and its interest. Washington went on to say, quote, a passionate attachment to one nation or another produces a variety of evils, including a tendency to get dragged into quarrels and wars, quote, without adequate inducement or justification. Washington also said favoritism gives to ambitious, corrupted, or deluded citizens who devote themselves to the favorite nation facility to betray or sacrifice the interests of their own country without odium, sometimes even with popularity, gliding with the appearance of a virtuous sense of obligation, a commendable deference for public opinion, or a laudable zeal for public good, the base or foolish compliances of ambition, corruption, or infatuation. I think the billions of dollars given to Ukraine in the last couple of years bears out exactly what Washington said. We've turned Ukraine into the favorite son, and Russia has become the boogeyman, and we've picked sides, and it's dangerous, especially when you're dealing with the possibility of nuclear war. Instead of favoritism or antipathy, Washington said, quote, the great rule of conduct for us in regard to foreign nations is in extending our commercial relations to have with them as little political connection as possible. He was getting at a very valid point. Trade makes for peace. When you're trading with another country, when you're doing business with another country, it's much more difficult to get into a war with them. You'll notice that you, the United States treads much more carefully with China than it does with Russia because we have a lot of trade with China. So that's George Washington's foreign policy in a nutshell. Tenth Amendment Center Director Michael Bolden dug deeper into the foreign policy of the founding era in a recent Path to Liberty podcast. He goes way deeper than George Washington. He actually gets into uh, the law of nations and, and some of the principles that undergirded this, uh, this non-interventionist foreign policy mentality. Now, sadly, 
This will be widely ignored. It's even going to make some of you mad. You know, the quickest way to get a constitutional conservative to abandon founding principles is to suggest that maybe the U.S. shouldn't be involved in every war or dispute in the world. And just to be clear, the founders' foreign policy was inherently conservative. This is the conservative position. Trying to extend power and influence all over the world, that's progressivism. People should keep that in mind. So, I would suggest the United States would be much better off if it followed a foreign policy that looked a little bit more like George Washington's and a little bit less like Hillary Clinton's or John McCain's or George Bush's or Barack Obama's or, you know, the whole lot of them. So, that's what I have to say about that. Before I close out the show, I want to let you know that I have started a Patreon. If you want to support this podcast, if you would like to support my work more generally, including my work at the Tenth Amendment Center, um, I would greatly appreciate it. And you can do that through my Patreon link, and uh, this will help me to continue to produce this podcast and other content. I've got a video series on uh, teaching the Constitution that's in the works and possibly another book. And so, you can go to patreon.com slash meharryhead, M-A-H-A-R-R-E-Y, head, all one word, and you can check that out. There are benefits, obviously, to being uh, part of my supporting community, uh, and this could include free books. So, check that out. If you want to support my work, I would really, really appreciate it. You can also support me by visiting my sponsors, uh, Canna Hemp. Sells CBD if you're dealing with anxiety, if you're dealing with pain. CBD is an excellent way to help deal with that. Uh, You can check that out. Or also Liberty Classroom. You can get college-level teaching about liberty, economics, history, all for a very, very low price. And you can do that through uh, my website, michaelmeharry.com. So, appreciate everybody's support. And... That's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor and spread the word. Share these episodes. Let people know about the show. And feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas to michael.meharry at 10th Amendment Center.com. Thank you again for listening, and I will talk to you again next week. <laughs>